Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur, today's Shiur is Daf Lamid, the 30th plot, the 29th plot of Masechet Rosh Hashanah. We will begin after the Mishnah on Chav Tet Amur Bet. There's a Mishnah, no, we go back, go back, one, one page back. Yes, the Mishnah, the page right before? Yes, right after the Mishnah. Okay. Today's daf is available. Anyone who would like the zuchut of sponsoring uh, the daf yomi is welcome to call myself at 718-213-3681 to be able to get the zuchut of this, all the learning Torah from this class. Okay. The Mishnah had discussed an isur that a person does not blow shofar on Shabbat. We know that on Shabbat you don't blow shofar. So the Gemara's question is, where do we know this from? How do we know that on Shabbat you shouldn't blow Shofar? So the Gemara is going to first attempt to learn it from a Pasuk, that you're not supposed to blow Shofar on Shabbat. Amr Abalevi Barlachma, Amr Abakama Barchanina, Baruchata Adunai, Venomelchaulam Shaykoni Abdullah. Ketuvah Haromer, one Pasuk says, Shabbaton Zichron Teruah. It's a Shabbat or a holiday, Zichron Teruah, to remember the Teruah. V'katuv echad omer, Yom Teruah yelechem. It's a day of blowing. Is it a day of remembering the blowing, or is it a day of actual blowing? Lo kash, it's not a question. Kan biyom tov shechal yot Shabbat. When it says to remember the Teruah, it's talking about a year when, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbat. Kan, other pasuk which says you have to blow, that's on a... That's if it falls out on a weekday. So if it's a weekday, you blow. Shabbat, no blowing. So Rava says, If the law is from the Torah, how could it be in the Bet Mikdash they would blow on Shabbat? If it's a halacha from the Torah that you can't blow on Shabbat, so you can't break the Torah in the Bet HaMikdash. How can it be? Then the Bet HaMikdash, they blew on Shabbat. That's what the Mishnah says. Ve'od, another question. Halav melachai. How could it be a sword if it's not a melacha? It's tarikh kira lema'ute. Because we wouldn't need a Torah to tell you not to do it. All the melechet avodah lo ta'asu. These two things are just a skill, and taking off bread off the wall of a lafa oven, as well as blowing shofar. Right? That's a problem. seems like, according to the Rashi, the question over here is whether or not, it, 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 the point is, it's not a melacha. So therefore, we're, we're pointing out that there's a bright to saying it's not a melacha. Ela Marava, Rava gives another answer. Midoraita Mishlashara, really from the Torah, you are allowed to blow Shofar on Shabbat of Rosh 
ולבנן הוא דגזל בעצם גזילה דלבנן, זאת אומרת אולי תהיו סוס דבלו, ולחכמים מילא גזילה נדבלו, כי דלבה לק רבה, דלבה רבה, הכל חייבים בתקעת שופר. Everyone is חייב to blow the shofar. ואין הכל בקין בתקעת שופר, but not everyone is an expert at blowing shofar. גזירה, the rabbis made a גזירה, שמא יתלנו בידו, maybe the guy will take the shofar in his hand. וילך אצל הבקיא ללמוד, and he'll go to an expert to learn how to blow it. ויעבירנו ארבעה אמות ברשות הרבים, and he'll walk four אמות ברשות הרבים. והיינו טעמה דלולב, and that's the reason for לולב, והיינו טעינו דמגילה, and that's the reason for מגילה. So לולב and מגילה and שופר all have the same thing, we're afraid you're going to go to someone to teach him how to do it. Now, at the two dots, we're explaining the Mishnah. The Mishnah had said, that once the Beit HaMikdash got destroyed, Shabbat HaMikdash Zakai made, said that they blow the shofar on Shabbat whenever there's a Betin. So if, the, if it's not Shabbat, you blow it all the time. But if it's Shabbat, you only blow it Used to be you blew it in the Bet Mikdash. Now you blow it wherever there's a betin. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned. Pama hat chal rosh chodesh rosh shana liyopah Shabbat. Rosh shana fell on Shabbat. We call Am Mitkanesim, and everyone would gather together to Yavne to hear the shofar. Am Lamer Yochanan Zakai, the Bnei Betera. I told Bnei Betera, let's call, let's blow. Am Lulo, they told him Nidun. Let's first decide if we're supposed to blow. Amalhem, so the Rechum Zakai, who's Nazi, told him, Nitka, first we're going to blow. Vachar, then we'll learn. Vachashu, after they blew, Amalhem told him, Nidon, let's decide. Amalhem, Kvar Nishmar, Keren, Biyavne. We already heard, we had a blue shofar. And once he did it, you can't change your mind. So basically, It seems like they were worried that maybe uh, in the Beit HaMikdash they're not worried that anyone's going to learn the wrong thing to do because they have, they have power to take care make in charge of it. So that's why they made it that in the Beit HaMikdash they're going to blow Shofar. No, but why do you want to make a Nidun after? All of a sudden people go, so let's make a Nidun. Nidun Yani, if we should do it next year. But he's telling you, no, we already have the Maaseh, we're going to follow this Maaseh. And he, he basically got it through. Amar Rebbe Lord Kinu Biochum Mitzakeh, El Begyavne Belvad. Rebbe Lazar said that Rebbe Yochum was only in Yavne. And they told him back, no, in Yavne, in any place of Betin. The Tanakama had said that they did it wherever there's a Betin. Then Rebbe Lazar said, no. They did it only in Yavne. Then the Amrullah, they told him, no, everywhere there's a betin. It sounds like Amrullah and Tarakama are the same exact thing. If you have a general betin that's not always there. What does that mean? Let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, the Tanakama, according to Tanakama, took Inan, we blow. But the Tan of Amrulo, Savar he holds, Echad Yavne, Echad Kom Kom Shesh Bobatin, Kavua. Do me the Yavne. It has to be similar to Yavne. So, yeah, according to him, if you have a Betin that doesn't have a set spot, 
then you can't blow in that betin. You can't just get three rabbis together and blow on Shabbat in a betin. Tarakama says, anytime you have three rabbis and make a betin, it's fine. And, and Amrullah says, if there's a set, set, play, set betin, yes, otherwise no. Okay. The only place you could do it is with the Betin. Which means, let's say you have the city of Haifa, which has a Kavua Betin. According to this Amrullah, they're saying that you could only blow in Haifa if you're in the Betin. That's the Haidush. Because we had said the city that has Betin. It sounds like any shul in Haifa could do it. We're telling you, no, no, not any shul in Haifa. In Betin Yani, only in the Betin and nowhere else. So now, my in Betin. Befne Betin means in front of the Betin. Excluding not, not in front of Betin. So that's what Rav Huna said. Mate Rava, Rava asked the question. It says, It says, There's another thing that Yushalayim was more than Yavne. Is that. We, in, in, the, in the end of the Mishnah, it says, that in Yerushalayim, any place that you could see Yerushalayim, you blow. In Yavne, they only blow in the Betin. So we already said in the Mishnah, let's see, see the question. If it's the way it's written, right? Which is telling you that in Yushalayim they, they allow even the area around it. Zot be by It should have said Zot. Why is it Od Zot? The Od Zot sounds like there's two things. Ella, the Yushalayim took in Yahidin. In Yushalayim, you blow Yahid. Yani, even individuals. Even if a person's alone in his house on Shabbat, you blow. Ubi Yavna, and took in Yahidin. You do not blow individually. Only in the Betin. So on Shabbat of Rosh Hashanah, if you're in Yavne, you can't blow in your house. You have to go to the Betin. So basically you're repeating Rav Huna. Hold on. Is it true that in Yavne people could blow Shafar? We have a story. It says, When Yitzhak Yosef came, Amar, he said, when the Shliach Sibur finishes blowing Shofar and Yavne, Lo Shama Inish Kol Unya, Mikol People couldn't hear anything. They, were, they turned deaf from all the sounds of the individual people blowing Shofar. So it sounds like individual people were blowing Shofar in Yavne. After they heard it? Yeah, I, I get, see, I, I'm assuming. And that's on Shabbat, right? Or? On Shabbat, yeah. Allah must be that they, they do it whether it's the time of Betin or not. So it must be that's what it means that. Yushalayim, it's whether it's the time of Betin or not the time of Betin. And Yavna only Bizman Betin, 
And if the not betin is not such, you can't blow it. How much man betin me atukin? But they would blow in the time betin. Even if it doesn't have to be in front of the betin. Right? I said, no. Look. The Yilav Yerushalayim, Tokin ben b'fnei betin ben shlofrin. In Yerushalayim they blow, whether it's in front of betin or it's not in front of betin. Ubi Yavne, but in Yavne, b'fnei betin ain. In front of betin they can blow. Shlofrin betin, no. But not in front of betin they can't blow it. So it comes out that the people who were blowing shofar in Yavne were only people in front of the betin, which seems to make more sense because that's why it was so loud. That was your question originally. Where are they blowing shofar? We're assuming now that they're blowing shofar in the betin or after the blowing of betin. They're blowing the game then. I guess they would come, people would come late and blow their own shofars. Yani, whoever was there heard the shofar. But if you weren't there, you'd come late, you'd blow shofar, and people couldn't hear themselves. All the people coming late. Okay, says Gemara, Some learn of Huna's statement a different way. Again, Huna's in front of the Betin statement. So he says, It said by Yovel, You have to blow shofar everywhere. Okay? We learned. Every person has to blow. Amar of Huna, ve'im betin. On this, we said that everyone has to blow in the betin. My ve'im betin, bezman betin has to be when betin's in session. Lafukish lo bezman betin to law. But you can't do it when betin is not in session. That's Rav Huna's statement according to the second round. If so, Mati Baba, what do you mean? Tikiat lo shenav yovel. It says it says in the Brayta that the blowing of far on your veil pushes off Shabbat. Ishu beto each man and his house. My ishu beto. What does it mean each man and his house? That means a man and his wife. What do you mean? A wife doesn't have to blow shofar. Of course not. A mitzvah to says It's a time bound mitzvah. Nashim beterot chom mitzvah to says man gelamai. Nashim beterot. El lav ish beto means ish in his house, and that's against what we just said. Va'afilu shelobes man betin. If I'm doing it in my house, that means it's even not betin. That's what they asked Rav Huna. According to this version, version B of Rav Huna's statement, when it said ishu beto, it meant that every person could do it in his house, because it can't mean your wife. Usually beto is uishto, but over here it can't mean that because. The wives are never never responsible. Right? Law. That's why we don't belong on Shabbat. Because the wife is patur. No, 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 no. It's nothing to do with Shabbat. In general, wife is patur from hearing the shofar. Really? Wow. Women do not have to hear the shofar. Do not have to hear the shofar. Why they don't have to hear the shofar because um Gama? Exactly, Chaim. So uh, if it's a mitzvah to say shazman grama, what do we need to? We, women don't have to be involved in it, okay? So therefore, the word beto means in your house. So you see, it's against Rav Huna because Rav Huna had said you could only do it in the betin, and here it sounds like you could do it in your house. 
Really, you have to do it with Right? Matir of Shesh of Shesh is the question. Now, okay. Rabbi Khanana learns that you could do it in your house. You don't have to blow the shofar. You can blow the shofar. You stop it. We said that Yovel and Rosh are not connected when it comes to Tikiyah and when it comes to Berachot. On Yom Kippur, we blow whether you're in a Betin that, that, that was Mekadesh the Chodesh or not. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, only the Betin that they sanctified the month. But not everyone has to blow. Right? On Rosh Hashanah, not everyone has to blow. What does it mean that not everyone has to blow? Probably it means. If you tell me it means that on Yovel you blow Yachid, that's what it means when it says not everyone has to blow. We know that when they stop blowing, we said nobody can hear anything from the sound of the blowings. So it sounds like everyone is blowing, right? It sounds like that on Yovel you blow whether the Betin's in session or not, and Rosh it's only when Betin's in session. But we see that Yovel it sounds like you do it whether it's the time of Betin or not the time of Betin, and Rav Huna had said only in the time of Betin on Yovel. Law. Le'olam, really, I'll tell you, bizman betin. Even on your veil, it's only bizman betin. Ve'achiktani, bi yovel, bizman betin tokim. During the time of betin, anyone can blow. Ben b'fne betin, ben shlo b'fne betin. Ah. So, in your veil, the way it works is like this. If betin is in session, if they tell you, guess what, you heard? Betin is in session now from 1 o'clock to 1.15. That means anyone could blow from 1 o'clock to 1.15, even if not in front of betin. When we said, when it says it has to be bizman betin, it doesn't mean you have to be in front of the betin. It means that as long as betin is in session, then you could blow. Of course. Of course, they, have to, they, they do whatever every Rosh Hashanah in order to make the, 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 the month. They have to. Of course. No, 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 no. They're not, they're not going to betin to deal with somebody's get. No, they're just doing it for... Or Yiboom, they're only doing it for this. Okay? Biroshana, Tokim Bizman Betin, Ubifne Betin, has to be both. Has to be in the time Betin and in front of Betin. It's my name, we also have a bright that says the same thing as well. Amrabhir Bar Gadma, Amrabiosi Bar Shaul, Amrabi, and Tokin El Bizman, El Kozman, Betin Yoshin, only when Betin is sitting. Bayer Abzair, Abzair asked the question. Meaning, we have to do it when the betin is in session, right? What happens if they started about to get up and end the session, but they didn't stand up yet? Could someone else blow the shofar still? Because they didn't stand, they didn't stop it, but they were about to. Question of Rav Zera. 
Do we say, Betin Yoshim, we need them to be sitting. Vayika, they're still sitting. Or do we say they have to be still talking and they're not talking? We don't have the answer to the question. One more thing. Mishnah said, There was something that Yushalayim had greater than Yavne, which is what? Any town that could see Yerushalayim, if you were in the area around it, you could also blow Shofar on Shabbat. When they say you could see, that's excluding a town that's in a valley. If the town is in the valley, so you can't see Yerushalayim because of the side of the hill in front of you, then you don't blow. Has to be roeh. You have to see it. Good. This is karov. Has to be all three, right? Has to be roeh and karov both. Okay. Kirova has to be close. That means it can't be outside the tchum of two thousand amot. When it says you have to be able to come, that's coming to exclude if there's a river going in between. If there's a river in between you and Yerushalayim, you can't blow. Even though you're very close, but since there's a river, so you can't come, and then you can't blow. Good? Okay. New Mishnah. Oh, just in time, Chaim. Ready? Says the Mishnah. Barishona, Hayalulav Nital Shiva. In the old days, they used to shake the Lulav in the Beit Mikdash all seven days of Sukkot. Okay. But in if you lived in Haifa, during time you only shook the love one day. That's how it worked. Why is that? If you look in the Rashi, Rashi will tell you. The Baksuk says, which means the Torah only says to take the, the, the etrog on the first day of the holiday. And therefore, in the time of the Bet Mikdash, nobody shook the love on the second day. When you bought a lulav, it was a one-day thing. Right. Lulav, it took one day. In the Beit HaMikdash, you do seven days. Why? Because Batuk says, So therefore, in front of Hashem, you're in the Beit HaMikdash, seven days. If you live in Be'er Sheva, one day. Good. Now what happened? Mishaharav Beit HaMikdash, once the Beit HaMikdash got destroyed, so what happened? guy made a rule that we're going to blow the shofar seven days everywhere. Zechel Mikdash. To in order to remember the Beit Mikdash. Yes, seven days. Oh, I said blow shofar. Open the second. Okay. It's not Baltosif. Well, it's a Minhag. It's Zechel Mikdash. It's Zechel Mikdash. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. To remember the Mikdash, right? Nowadays, that's one rule, they said. So this is a very, very important rule. They made a rule, and nowadays, when we shake the love seven days, one day is a Mitzvah Deoraita, and six days are a Minhag of Rabbi Yochum and Zakai. That's how we blow the, we're shaking it. Seven to to remember how they used to do it in the Beit HaMikdash. In the Beit HaMikdash, it was Doraita all seven days. Seven days too is Kadosh. It's Kadosh, correct, but it's Minhag. Kadosh Minhag, of course. So we make a Minhag. We make a Minhag. Kedkin, it's a real Chomad Zakai. But what was before? 
It, it depends. If you were in the Beit Hamikdash, seven days. Haifa, one day. That's how it was in, in the time of the Beit Hamikdash. Nobody, nobody heard of such a thing. Blowing, shaking seven days. What's shaking seven days? It's one day shaking. What do you want? Right? Oh, something else. That's a Beit Hamikdash. Nowadays, we all like the Beit Hamikdash. We all do like the Beit Hamikdash. Do you remember the Beit Hamikdash? Now that it was a takana, does that mean, like, like they instituted it? Does that mean if the Beit HaMikdash comes, they, go, they keep it going? Or? I don't know. It's a good question. Hear his question? Yeah. He wants to know, when Mashiach comes, what happens? Do we stop shaking the love now? Allah, finished. Probably not. Is that for Omen Hagim? Or like? No, but this one is Zech HaMikdash. Right. So maybe we don't need a Zech HaMikdash. We have a Mikdash. Right. Do Zech HaMikdash with the Mikdash? Probably not. I would, if I had to guess... I would say uh, we're done. One day. Did I catch it? Yeah. Says the Gemara, oh wait, one more thing. Now, to explain this, I have to give you a little introduction. You have to know that there's a korban called the korban ha'omer. In general, the korban ha'omer allows all the wheat to be eaten. When we harvest wheat during the year, we're not allowed to eat it until Pesach. That's the rule. It's called, it's a rule of chadash. You can't eat isur chadash, you can't eat chadash wheat. Wheat, barley, spelt, all these things, when you harvest it, until Pesach, you can't eat it. Once Pesach comes, all the wheat becomes mutar. When? When you bring the korban ha'omer. But, if there's no bet mikdash, the morning of, of Pesach, Second, the second day of Pesach, it becomes mutar. Because once the morning comes and there's Mafi Metabatash, okay, it's mutar. But he made a takana that instead of it becoming mutar on the morning, that whole day becomes a sword, the next morning becomes mutar. On Pesach? On Pesach, yes. To allow that new wheat to be used. If you want to use that new wheat on the second day of Pesach, you can't. Only on the third day of Pesach you can do it. What's the takana for? Why did they make it? Is there You're going to soon see. The Gemara is going to talk about that. Says Gemara. So, who? That's what this is saying here. Yes. Yomanef, the day of the waving, yani the day of the korban Omer, kulo asur. The whole day is asur. Yani from the morning till the night, you can't eat it, even though there's no bet mikdash, and it should be mutar from the morning. It's asur till the night time. Okay, so this is the two two separate takanot. Nothing to do with each other. Okay, correct. Okay. Yes. You ready? Says the Gemara. Uminala dadin and zechle mikdash. Who told you that you have to make a zechet mikdash? Why did Rebbe Chanan decide to make this seven-day lulav waving? Says the Gemara. The Amar Kapasuk says, "Kele arukalach, I'll make a cure for you. Makotecha arpel ne umashem, and I will heal your wound." Says Hashem. Kinedacha karulach, because they call you the, the discarded one. Zion he doresh ena. They say, "Oh, that's that's the Beit Hamikdash. Nobody cares about her." No one's looking for her. From here we see that we have to wait for the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore, in order to miss the Beit HaMikdash, Baruch made this takana that you wave the lulav and you should think about the Beit HaMikdash. When you, uh, everyone, Baruch is figuring that everyone who shakes the lulav on the second day, she's wondering, what in the world am I shaking the lulav for? And I'll say, oh, Beit HaMikdash, oh, I missed the Beit HaMikdash. Which, of course, that's what you think every year, right? Of course. Okay, good. I know Chaim is like that. He's amazing, Chaim. Let's go. Says the Gemara, 
Shimshon, you think about that all the time? You should, right? The Persian show, that's all they do, right? They think about that. Good. And that the day of waving is Kulo Asur. What's the reason? Oh, why do we make the whole day the second day of Pesach Asur? She's one of my favorite Takanot. He's worried that they're going to build the Bet Mikdash quickly. Mashiach might come and they'll build the Bet Mikdash. And the people will say, well, Last year, the lady is going to say, well, last year, on the second day of Pesach, in the morning, it was Mudar. Because there was no Gash. Right? This year also we're going to eat. They're not going to know that last year there was no Korban Omer, so it was Mudar from the morning. Right? And now they have a Korban Omer, the Omer is Matir. And therefore, that's why we rabbis made a rule that we want we don't want people that Mashiach could come anytime, and people are not going to be used to it. And therefore, he made it a rule that you have to do the whole, wait the whole day. Fair. Says my my the question can't be the mibne emat. When are you worried that they might build a bet mikdash? If you tell me they're worried that on the sixteenth of Nisan, which is the second day of Pesach, they're going to rebuild the bet mikdash. If it's the 16th of Nisan, they're going to build it. That means in the morning, they're going to build the Beit HaMikdash. But as soon as it got light, it became Mutar anyway. So let them eat it. Who cares if the ladies end up eating? Yani, if you're worried they're going to rebuild the Beit HaMikdash on the 16th of Nisan, that means that the morning the 16th will come, sunrise will come, they'll start building, and the Beit HaMikdash will be built. But it's okay, because once sunrise came, the wheat became Mutar. There was no Beit HaMikdash when sunrise came. They're building it that day. Mm-hmm. So it's Mudar. Right? And Ela de Ibn Bechim said, you're worried maybe they're going to build it on the 15th. Still, Mechatzot Ayom Lishtri. It should still be Mutar from Chatzot on the 16th. Why? Tatanan, because we learned. What? Yes, it sounds like they're going to make the Mikdash in one day, yes. Tatanan, because we learned. Halachokin Miturin Bechatzot Ayom Be'elach. Because it says the people who are far from Yerushalayim, they're mutar from chatzot. Meaning, in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, they used to say, well, if you want to know when you could eat your wheat, they said, once it's chatzot, eat. Why? Because Kohanim are quick. Kohanim don't, don't, not lazy about these things. And even though you might be living in, Be- in Be'er Sheva, they're never ever going to let, let, it's supposed to be, it could be done once after the Kohanim Tamid, they can already do it. So they can do it from six in the morning. By the time Hatzot comes, it's for sure done. And you're allowed to rely on that. So if the Beit HaMikdash is rebuilt, so then why did they say you have to wait till the night time? Hatzot, they should let. Even if they build it from, from the 15th. Like Hatzot should be with that. That's how it was with the Beit HaMikdash after the Korban they were able to? Yes, yes. The, the Korban allowed it when there was a Beit HaMikdash. You don't, you, you don't, you don't know, but you, you can know, you, you know, because the Kohanim always like that. We know the, how the Kohanim work. Yeah. Kohanim, don't, they don't waste, waste time. They take care of things right away, right? Says the Gemara, "Lo nitztecha ella the ivni bechimsa samich l'shkiyat hachama." We're talking about a case where it got built on the fifteenth, close to shkiyah. Inami the ivni belilia, or was built at night, and therefore. Since it was built at night, the whole thing might get delayed. 
Right. Why they're will not getting, they're getting situated still? Why? Because they have. In, in order to do the Omer, you have to go and harvest the wheat in the middle of the night. So if they're building the Omer that time, they might be delayed, and therefore it might cause that it doesn't. Even though normally the Kohanim are doing it at Hatzot, before Hatzot. But this time, since they're building the time, they're building Beit Midash at the same time they're supposed to be harvesting the wheat. So therefore, they're not going to have time to quite harvest, get, it, get it done in time, and they might be delayed dressed Hatzot. He's asking, he's asking, the Kohanim are building the Beit Midash? No, but also how could you make construction on So Rashi asked that question. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, If you look at Rashi, the first wide line in Rashi, How could they build it on the 15th? You can't build a Beit HaMikdash not at night and not at Yom That's only if it's humanly built. But the Beit HaMikdash in the future it's built and therefore they're allowed to do it on Shabbat. So then how are they all sick in building the, the, the Beit HaMikdash that they don't have time to get the wheat? Clearly nobody's building it. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to this question. He's, he's, he's got a contradiction. He says, if, if Hashem is building it, so the Kohen is just watching. Let's go through the Omer. Huh. I guess they're too busy, too busy watching the Beit Hamikdash get built by Shemayim. Yeah, get get moving, guys. Stop watching this. We're, we're, we we got work to do. Go go harvest the wheat for the Omer. Harvest wheat for the Omer. I never saw this before. Okay, yeah, like get out. Chaim's like, get out of here. What are you, what are you doing this? You're watching the Lav Dila show? Yeah. Get, get to work. We have a Kobana Omer tomorrow. Don't you know it's Pesach now? No, but you cannot let them not miss the stream. What? You cannot let them not to miss the stream. That's because you're not a Kohen. This guy's a Kohen. He's a Zin. Yalla Omer, Omer, let's go. Go harvest the wheat. Okay. Says Gimana, Amar Yochan, Amar Menach Mayitzak. Amar Yochan, I love this Gimana because you see how fast the Beth Menach can be built. You know, you can be. When Mashiach comes, overnight, you could you could come in the next day. Whoa! The next thing you know, you, we're busy. Korbanot. It's not going to be a whole long process. Bingo. So you know. Okay, the korban is it over? Is it done? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. holds like a biyuda. The Amar who says, Ad etzema yomazeh. Ad etzumoshel yom. Till the whole day passes. Because about Ad ve Ad bechlal, according to the second opinion, the reason why, because the, the re, first reason we said is we're worried that Beit will be built and the people will say, last year I ate the wheat, I'll eat it now, and we're worried the people will eat chadash. Right. Okay. Now, according to Rav Nachman, that's not what it is. We're not worried about people. We're worried like this. He holds his Torah law. The Torah law is, Ad etzim ayom Pasuk says, you can't eat the wheat till this very day. 
So the question is, until this day, does that mean until the day starts? Until the day finishes. Mm. So the real one is a guy who holds the Kibuda who says, Ad means till it finishes. And that's why he waits till the end of the day. So um, then, then like, if it's that's what, like, if you have a Pasuk, how did they do it otherwise by the Bentham? Oh, good, good, good. Can he hold like that? What do you mean? He argues on him. How can it be exactly your question? If it's midoraita, so then it's not a takana. That's the law. And we have a bright that says he argues. Says Gemara over there to be himself who made a mistake what Rabbi Yochanan said Yehuda thought that Rabbi Yochanan's guy was holding Rabbi Yochanan was holding it says that he made a so my when we said it doesn't mean it, it was his hatakana, it means he made the dirasha from the pasuk and he told everyone what to do. But it wasn't his own idea. So we have two versions of Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, this Mishnah. Version A, it was takana because we don't want the ladies to make a mistake that last year we did it and nowadays we can do it from the beginning of the day. But really, it's, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai held to his mutar from the beginning of the day, but we're worried about the ladies making it, drawing a precedent from last year. The ladies or just anybody? Anyone, whatever. People saying this. Because when there's no better mikdash, it's mutar from the morning. Right? When there is a better mikdash, it's mutar from the afternoon. So how's he doreshing from Pasuk? No, that's one, that's one. That's that's version A of Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. Version A is the, the from last year. Worried, worried people make a mistake from last year. That's version right. A. Version B... Okay. Is that Rabbi Yochum ben Zakai holds midoraita it's a sur when there's no better mikdash till the end of the day ad ve'ad bechlau because it's ad etzem yomazeh but there's two pasukim one pasuk says till the omer and the other pasuk says until the, the very day and we learn till the omer is when when there is a better mikdash and till the very day is when there's no better mikdash okay cool but what does it mean till the very day is the ad till including or till excluding? Mm-hmm. If it's till, so Rabbi Yochum was a guy held it was till including. Right. So including means to the end of the day. And when he said hitkin, it doesn't mean hitkin. It means he told everyone what the law was. So the, the Torah has contingency plans in it? Like it tells you... Like, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. This, for sure. no, that, that's not a question. That everyone agrees. Yeah? Uh, yeah, that everyone agrees. So there's laws that are that in the Torah that are not applicable anymore once the Bidna Midash comes? Tons. Really? Tons. Well, and there's laws the other way. There's laws that are only when the Bidna Midash is. Uh, Korbanot, we don't have Korbanot now, right? There's laws, the Torah is full, loaded with those laws. Right, I'm saying, like, what about when there's the Bet Midash? What do we not do anymore that's, like, explicitly in the Torah? Well, this is one of them. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll stop at the Mishnah. We're a little late now. Yeah, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.